to Out of the Box Radio with me, your host, Christine Blasdale. Out of the Box Radio is a weekly podcast of audible ear candy dedicated to bringing a fresh perspective on this thing that we call life. And each and every week, we're going to be diving into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as health, wellness, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide for this epic adventure, and each and every week we're going to be embarking on a journey with the ultimate goal being transformation to our highest potential. And now, let's get out of the box. Michael signed in, got a visitor's badge, and waited on a small, stiff chair outside Brown's office for what seemed like half the afternoon. He sat looking down the long, cement-walled hallways, expecting a forklift to come buzzing through the office space. When Brown let him in, Michael sat in another hard folding chair in front of Brown's desk. The office was crowded with wine and spirit samples from companies hoping Brown and Lucky would carry their lines. Brown went right into his act. Say what you need to say and get out of here. My name's Michael Houlihan, and I just closed a deal with a winery to pay off some debt. I'm sitting on thousands of gallons of Cabernet and Sauvignon Blanc. When I bottle it, what should the label look like? Brown's grumpiness eased a notch. You know, Houlihan, nobody ever asked me that before. I'm going to help you. He looked away from Michael as he said that, lest it be interpreted as friendliness. Don't make it a hill or a leap or a run or a valley or a creek. I got enough of those. I can't sell more. Don't put a flower on it. And for Christ's sake, don't make it a chateau. He was getting a little wound up. Michael figured Brown was seeing the rows and rows of identical sounding wine brands and thinking about how much trouble he had getting them to move. Make the logo the same as the name. It has to be something familiar, something people will recognize and remember. And whatever you do, do it in plain English. Got it. Michael didn't want to get the man any angrier. He hoped Brown would pick up his wine when it was bottled. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Michael got up to leave. He had just reached the door when... Ahulahan, make it visible from four feet away. She has to be able to see it when she's pushing her cart down the aisle. Get out of here. I got work to do. All of that was gold. But that last point, the last sentence just before Brown booted Michael into the hall would become a cornerstone of Michael and Bonnie's wine business philosophy. They just didn't know it yet. Oh, hello, everybody. It is Christine Blasdale, and I am here with a full group of feisty people. (laughs) 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 That voice that you just heard uh, on that beautiful, beautiful audio recording is none other than, of course, Ed Asner. Best known as the gruff but lovable newsman Lou Grant, who debuted on t- the television sitcom The Mary Tyler Moore Show, of course. Oh, you went on from that, uh, Ed, on to, uh, to Lou Grant. You won Emmy Awards for both shows. You have also starred in many animated what features. What about The Legion of Honor? Uh, did you win that as well? No. Okay. The Screen Actors Guild? You were, were the president? The that's not that's the Legion of Dishonor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we have Ed Asner here in studio. And also, I'm very, very happy and honored to have uh, as well Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey, who have for more than 25 oh, years. Here? Yes. 
She's oh, here. I always wanted to meet her. <laughs> More than 25 years mm-hmm. of real-world business and marketing experience, and uh, starting in their laundry room with absolutely no money or industry knowledge, they bootstrapped a novelty wine with innovative strategies to overcome mm-hmm. obstacles and create new markets in a very competitive industry. And Barefoot Wines, as many people know, I, I mean, as soon as I heard about the Barefoot Spirit, your wonderful business model and the work that you've been doing, I knew exactly the, the wine. I knew exactly what was going on. And so we have them in studio here as well. And we're going to be talking about the Barefoot Spirit. Welcome, Michael and Bonnie. Thank you. We are so happy to be here. Yeah, it's great. And so... He's got a grip that would break your head. What <laughs> Well, I mean, he really has a strong grip. I'm going to go home and work out after this. Are you? Yeah. Ed Ed uh, just recently had a, a 90th birthday. Yeah. What about it? Okay, nothing. <laughs> I didn't get your gift. I know. It's in the mail. Yeah, it's in the mail. So, um, Express. <laughs> Michael and Bonnie, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about, I had mentioned that you literally started this business in the laundry room and you had no experience. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, Barefoot Wines and what you're doing now with the Barefoot Spirit. Well, it was pretty interesting. Michael and I were living in Sonoma County. We were both business consultants. I had a client who was a grape grower who hadn't been paid for his grapes for three years. Oh. So it was a big $300,000. So I asked my new boyfriend over here, Michael, if he'd go collect the big three hundred. He got to the winery, and they had just declared bankruptcy that morning. So there was no money to collect. But what he did collect was bulk wine and bottling services in lieu of the 300000 So that's how we kind of fell into the wine industry backwards. <laughs> so instead of the money, you got a, a bunch of bulk wine. Yeah. Like when and you say bulk wine, what does that mean? In those giant stainless steel tanks that hold, I don't know how many gallons, Michael. 10,000. 10,000 gallons. <laughs> Holy moly. And so that's also, um, it would be considered like a perishable kind of thing? We'd oh, yeah. you got to use it within a certain amount of time. <laughs> right. So you were kind of just thrown into this, and um, and and then you now t- we played a little bit of a we played an audio clip from the audio version, the theatrical audio version of the Barefoot Spirit: How Hardship, Hustle, and Heart Built America's Number One Wine Brand. And this is something that's actually really unusual, too, because, first of all, congratulations. This is a New York Times bestseller. You've had so much wonderful praise for this book from, oh, my goodness, Brian Tracy, who is like uh, he's an amazing author on his own, wonderful speaker. He says that this is a warm, wonderful, inspiring book that entertains and motivates at the same time. Um, can you talk about a little bit m- more about your journey and how you got uh, number one to to also to write this book and then to get it into an audio format? Because um, I hear that you're winning awards for your audio book as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, most people uh, have a great idea for a business. They fall in love with it, and uh, they're sure that that's all it takes. They think the world's going to knock down windows and kick down doors to get over to their house and buy their product. But it doesn't work like that. You have to actually get out there, sell it, and uh, distribute it. you got to come up with a name, a label, a brand, 
Uh, you got to have salespeople, trucks, distributors, warehouses. I mean, the the thing just blew up on us uh, when we first did the trade. We said, "Well, this is better than a, a poke in the eye for three hundred thousand bucks." You know, we got wine and bottling services. It's a party and, now. And the debt. We thought all, all we need is a label, right? You know, a marketing program. You know, how hard could that be? You know, how how long could that possibly take? And of course, when we got into it, we realized that we really had a tiger by the tail, uh, and we had to become very resourceful. So the two biggest uh, challenges that we faced really was no money and no knowledge of our industry. So if, any, so if any of you people out there have no money and no knowledge of what you're doing, you're halfway home. <laughs> exactly. It was our greatest assets, really. Well, there's nothing that will make you become more resourceful than having to meet a deadline uh, without any money. You'll oh, I know with, that. Okay. Right. We, we say if necessity was the mother of invention, then being undercapitalized is surely the father. It does. It actually also it really forces you to get uh, creative and think outside of the box a bit. So this is really a story of uh, resourcefulness, thinking outside the box, uh, engaging the community uh, getting the word out by supporting uh, local worthy causes. Uh, Barefoot, uh, for, for many, many years, supported the Surfrider Foundation right here Love them. in Southern California, cleaned up the beaches and the oceans, and, and became international. Um, and uh, we love to support them because we gave them a platform they didn't have. We could actually talk to the supermarket shopper and say, hey, mom. You know, your kids are out there in Santa Monica every day. Did you know that the water's polluted out there yeah. and that's why your kids are getting sick? Well, maybe you should give 10 bucks to these guys. They're trying to clean it up. So imagine instead of $2 off your cheese, we're saying $6 for the wine and give us another 10 for these guys. The you, and and with, with Barefoot Wines, too, you, you really started, you were kind of, you were really in the beginning Phases now. There's a few companies that will do that. They'll partner up with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a nonprofit, or they'll partner up with, like, you know, you see the pink ribbon things like all over the place, right? But you guys really started this quite a while ago, mm -hmm. and can you talk about the importance? Do you, I mean, do you do you think that 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 helped you as well, partnering with these great nonprofit organizations and helping raise money for them? Did that 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 was something that you knew beforehand, or you just said? I love, we love this. This is a good cause. We want to raise money for them. Well, we were actually, I, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting Bonnie here. You can explain it. My first. turn. Bonnie's turn. <laughs> it's one of the wonderful things about not having any money. We couldn't afford advertising. So we, ga <laughs> right. we, gave, we gave our product away to local nonprofits. And we hoped that maybe we'd see a little increase in our sales, but we didn't know how that would be. We were happy to support. Uh, organizations that we believed in, people that were organizations that were taking care of the planet and building schools for kids and playgrounds and, and cleaning up, you know, the rivers and beaches. But um, it was because we didn't have money for advertising that we did that. And then we saw that the product was really taking off in the markets around where these fundraisers were taking place. Right. So we said, wow, that's great. We tried it in another area and it worked. It worked so well that as we grew throughout the nation, we had salespeople that we called wine cops. 
in every territory where our product was, and they'd go into the community to see what it was the community was interested in, and they would support those causes and take their message into the stores on the shelf so more people could learn about them. And that worked so well, we never had paid advertising, and we were one of the fastest-growing wine brands in the nation doing it through nonprofits. So yes. smart. So smart. And the whole um you know the barefoot the barefoot brand, the barefoot spirit brand is iconic because of that foot that footprint that's on the wine bottles. Can you tell um just tell our listeners a little cuz it's a it's a cute story. I like stories. Can you tell them a, about that how you came up with that that brand, that logo? Basically, Bonnie and I had been out one night partying with some friends. And uh, we got home, I guess it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. And she says, oh, come quick, I've got it. And I go, oh, no. I said, i got to go to sleep. You know, it's too late. She goes, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, can't this wait till tomorrow? She says, it's already tomorrow. Get the chalk. So she sends me to the chalkboard and she says, draw a foot. So I draw a foot. She goes, no, 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 a more slender foot. So I draw a more slender foot. She goes, okay, now rotate it a little more, a little more. Make it look like an exclamation point in italic, like something's happening, like it's stepping up, it's moving out. So I did that. And then she said, now write barefoot into the, into the arch. So I write barefoot. She goes, that's the barefoot label. That's what's going to sell a ton of wine. I can see it stacked all over the country. So that's one of those woo-woo moments, did you know. You, Bonnie, did you – and you you envisioned it. You already saw it happening, didn't you? Oh, I, I saw it completely. It's one of those beautiful visions that I've heard other people talk about. Oh, it came to me all at once. Well, it did, and I knew it was going to be extremely successful. I just didn't have an idea that we were going to explore. I knew what the label looks like. I call it my um, – what, what I have is called – the, my own GPS, which is goose, Goosebump Producing System. <laughs> so if I have goosebumps, then I, then I know it's something really good that people need to hear about um, or I need to get involved in. So, um, so, so you, you had this uh, amazing company, and you've, have you sold it since? You've, have you you've, uh, sold it to probably for quite a little penny, pretty penny? Well, you know, when we, pe- we sold it for an amount that we were happy with. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> when, when people go into business, uh, they either go into business because they think they have a passion for that business and they want to do it as a work style, or they go into business because they think somehow that their, their prodigy is going to take over the business and going to take care of them in their old age. You know, good luck with that one. Right. Or <laughs> right. they do it because they want to build an equity that it becomes, you know, a, a saleable item. In other words, they build it to sell it. Like flipping houses. Like flipping houses, but not that fast, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm not that fast. You know, I mean, we thought it would take us four years. It took us almost 20. So we were only off by a factor of five. Wow. And yeah. through all that, you've been, you were working with nonprofit organizations throughout yes. that whole time. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the whole time. Oh, my goodness. And that's I think you're right. That is part of the, the success of the Barefoot brand and the success of the of the of the wine. Um, we had talked about. So there is a, the, this book, The Barefoot Spirit, How Hardship, Hustle and Heart Built America's Number One Wine Brand. This is written by uh, the Barefoot Wine founders, Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey, who I have in studio with me. And now the audio book. This is where Mr. Ed Asner comes in. 
uh, can you, would you like to, who would like to take the question about how this theatrical, because it's not just a, um, it's I'll not just a, an audio book of the, of your, uh, of your paperback. It's an actual theatrical production. Am I correct? Right, right. So Bonnie and I, uh, when we sold the business and we wrote the New York Times bestseller, we became speakers and we spoke at 60 colleges that teach entrepreneurship around the world. And then we started to speak in uh, different conferences on entrepreneurship. And then we noticed about four years ago that people started coming into the conferences wearing earbuds. And we said, well, what are you listening to? You know, is it hip hop? Is it rock? What are you listening to? And they'd say, oh, no, I'm listening to a podcast on how to improve my life, my business, my financial situation. Another woman said, oh, no, I'm listening to War and Peace. You know, I've always wanted to read it and I never had a chance. And now I can, you know, take it when I have a chance and it's, I can be totally mobile. So we thought we should do an audio book out of our barefoot spirit, New York Times bestseller, because it was kind of written as a play. And so we thought, let's let's grab some books and listen to them. So we did. And we noticed that they were almost all narrated. Yes. They, they yeah. weren't really acted out for you. They were not performed for you. They were narrated to you. And we thought, just like Barefoot, you know, let's have some fun with this. So we said, you know what would be fun is to bring Hollywood into business and business into Hollywood. Because one of the biggest problems in business is to try to convey a business concept. But if you can see, even in your mind's eye, people acting out a scene, you can draw your own conclusions. And those are the ones, because it's story, that you'll remember. Always. Hey, out of the boxers. We'll return to the program in just a few seconds, I promise. But I just wanted to tell you about a brand new program that I am so excited about. It's my very own personal development training course, and it's called Accelerate Your Dreams. If you want to start your own business, write a book, create healthy and happy relationships, or simply lose weight, our goal is to get you there on the fast track to success. You can find out more by visiting AccelerateYourDreams.com. That's AccelerateYourDreams.com. Check it out. I know you're going to dig it. And now back to the program. And so then we were very fortunate through our good friend Ryan uh, Folan down at UCI, the, the communications expert there. Hi, Ryan, if you're listening. Uh, it's just a fantastic guy. I always call him up to say, how, I sh how should I say this, Ryan? But anyway, uh, he introduced us to Matt and Alameda. And boy, that was it. And I'll just turn it over to Matt. Uh, and, uh, you know, we gave him quite a challenge, you know, like here, make an audio play out of this and, you know, put all these characters together and sound effects and music and, you know, take care of it. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me on here, Christine. And, yes. Uh, yeah. And it's great to be here with Michael and Bonnie and Ed as well. Um, yeah. When we when Ryan introduced us uh, to Michael and Bonnie, uh, it was it was an an amazing uh, moment for me, for our for our group, uh, my company. I, I run a production company, Sherwood Players Productions, and uh, you know we're storytellers. We've we've done a, a ton of you know we've told a ton of stories in a lot of different mediums, animation, documentaries, TV and film projects. We have a bunch of stuff happening. Uh, we're very community based, um, but this uh, this idea of of how are we going to tell Michael and Bonnie's story um, in an audiobook, We'd never done one before. 
And uh, it was just kind of, it was just an awesome opportunity to, to have a discussion with these guys and figure out how we were going to work together. Uh, and I think one of the, one of the funny uh, uh, synchronicity elements of this is that my last name is Wineglass. And, uh, oh, get out <laughs> of here. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so when we first started discussing uh, how, working together, it was almost like, it, it was almost like. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. It, it was, was meant, meant to be. be. Um, so I, I guess for us, the, the, the first challenge was how are we going to uh, uh, keep us level of quality? Because, I mean, we read the book. The book is fantastic, it's by phenomenal. the way. It's phenomenal. It's fantastic. And the business principles that are taught there and this, this, the idea of how do, you, how do you get the most out of, out of yourself as an entrepreneur and, uh, you know, th- these principles of sticking to it. Um, you know, really having perseverance in whatever you do. Uh, one of my favorite uh, lines in the book, actually, is, uh, and I think Bonnie says it at one point, it's, uh, uh, it, it took us 19 years to become an overnight success. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, and that's the thing, I think, even as uh, actors, directors, and producers in, in the Hollywood, you know, entertainment industry, we all, we all need these lessons. We have, we have to, you know, stick to it for, for years and years before we see success as well. Um, so anyways, when we, when we got together to do this, I said, okay, how are we going to apply these principles to this new medium we've never tackled? And I realized, well, they never had tackled wine to begin with. And that's in the book as well. How do you go into something new uh, without any idea how to do it? And so we kind of came up with this new type of, of, of uh, genre for audiobooks as we kind of traveled and narrated it together. And we, we call it uh, business audio theater, right? And it, it comes from all the elements that we kind of brought to the table to to do this, um, you know, cinematic elements that we kind of used in an audio way. So I, I I think that you know just the idea of of doing a full musical score, the idea of doing sound effects, mm. um, the cast itself. This was the this was my most fun part as a director. I I was able to take actors like. 20 actors we brought together. We had auditions. We, we went through the whole process just like you would with a film or a TV series. And we would bring all these people together and we say, how are we going to tell the story? Because in the book, there's about 100 characters in mm-hmm. there. And so we, we went through this process of, of who are we going to have play these characters? We're not going to have 100 actors do this, but we have to break down each character and figure out what that is going to feel like, each voice and what it's going to feel like. And of course, we needed a narrator as well. So Alameda, who's also uh, helps run the Sherwood Players, uh, she auditioned along with like we had like thirty people audition for this narrator role, and it was like, who are we going to get? And um, it was just her performance is amazing. I don't know if you heard the clip earlier, but we'll play another clip. It was awesome. The best thing I think we were able to do, though, and how'd you get this guy? That that's yeah, that's what I was just going to get to. (laughs) So Ed Ed and I we had worked on a documentary. Um, for a long, for the longest time, um, which actually just got picked up, it's called uh, Tupamaro, uh, Urban Gorillas. We shot it in Venezuela, and Ed was our executive producer on the project. So we already had a kind of a relationship working on, on that project. Um, and then it, there was this character inside the story of Barefoot. And when we, when Michael and Bonnie and I would have discussions as far as casting, uh, this character of, of uh, his name is Don Brown. And he was the lucky store owner, the very first uh, place that Michael goes to try and get a, this big contract for, for, for Barefoot Wine. And I said, you know what? You know who we could get if I, if I talk to him really nicely? <laughs> 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 I think we can get Ed Asner to do this role. And, um, and he was perfect because, oh. the, because the real Don Brown, the buyer for Lucky's, he was the imperfect Buddha. You know, he's the guy you love to hate, 
but he's telling you he's the right. He's telling you the truth. He's telling you the truth. He's just telling it to you in such a snarky ra- Rough way. way. You know, scary it's like way. he really doesn't have time for your, you know, level of innocence, right? Uh, and, you know, naivety, and you know, name it. Uh, so, so he's, he's rather gruff. But um, the thing is that the Michael character takes notes, and that's the key. That's what saves Barefoot is that we do everything Don Brown tells us to do. And, of course, he's rattling off all this stuff so fast that he didn't probably think we were even listening to it. Just like in real life, you always want to do everything that Ed Asner says. Right, Ed? (laughs) Jump off that bridge. (laughs) (laughs) So you you have one of the most recognizable um, voices around, not only because of the... Many, many years you were on television. Everybody recognizes that voice, but also the animation um, uh, up, the, the the Pixar film up, and all the work that you're doing uh, recently. How was it? How was it, Ed, uh, doing the the voiceover on this? Are you were you comfortable in the studio? You were pretty comfortable. Oh yeah, yeah, it was fun. You love doing. You like a good doing. Time. The They're good people, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're really, really good people. And look how avid they are. How avid. Lusty. Lusty. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer lusty. I like lusty, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Barefoot Spirit, How Hardship, Hustle, and Heart Built America's Number One Wine Brand. And it's so much more than what, what, I like, what, I, what I like about this and the work that you do is it doesn't matter if you're talking about some international brand that you're, you know, uh, a, a company. It, it, this applies, all of these principles, principles yeah. apply to a nonprofit organization. It applies to entrepreneurs who are starting their own business, and maybe they don't have anybody that they're working with. Maybe it's just them. They're, they want to be a consultant or a coach. These principles can apply to everyone, and, and it's, it's universal as well, and that's beautiful. And, you know, that, that's the key. The key is that when you're being, when you're discovering principles by witnessing a story, then that story stays with you and you can use those principles. If somebody says to you, John walked into the office and pulled up a chair, your brain goes out and grabs a chair for for John to sit on out of your memory. And then your brain goes out and forms a picture of an office. Guess what? You've just contributed to the story. So this is experiential learning at its best. When you hear story as opposed to see it, you have to use your imagination. That's why those pictures of those families in the 1940s, they were glued to their radio speaker. There's no screen there, but they're just transfixed Yes, because their brains are oh, creating this picture. The power of audio is, is incredible. That's one of the reasons why I love doing – I've been doing this for 18 years uh, at the radio station. I have my own podcast show because I love audio. You don't judge either. You're not. You're not looking at someone going. Well, I wonder why she wore that sweater. Or how come her haircut is so short? What you know? You're just listening. And a lot of times, especially when you're coming from the heart, and your intention is pure. Um, if it's to help people, if it's to uplift and inspire folks, people can feel it. They're not using their eyes mm-hmm. and judging. They're just listening with their hearts and their ears. And that's what's the beautiful thing about audio. Well, I just want to say that uh, it's always nice to talk to some people who've actually gotten their butts kicked in the real world. 
and can come back from that experience as successful people and say, now, listen, we thought that too. And we spent $100,000 going down that road and it took us a year and it was the wrong thing to do. And here's why. And we can tell you about 10 of those in an hour. I, well, you can. <laughs> I, what I like about it is that you, you have this uncanny ability to help people make use, the best use of their hidden assets. Exactly. Yes. Um, how to identify and partner with uh, strategic allies in the community. Mm-hmm. These folks, a wonderful thing about you, Michael and Bonnie, is that you're so connected um, to so many different organizations and amazing people who, are, who have that same barefoot spirit mentality. It's not about greed anymore. That model of I'm going to take all the pie and y'all can just have crumbs or, or nothing at all. That model um, um, po- politically, um, society-wise, business, that model is crumbling away. And the model where everyone wins, where I lift myself up, but I lift you up in the same process. So my neighbor and my neighbor's neighbor is doing just as good as me. That model is what I, I believe is, is the new, uh, what's on the horizon and what is exploding right now. But what are some things that you, uh, that you like to work with uh, when you're talking to, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners um, and people who are just kind of trying to find their way through this, the landscape? Well, we like to help people uh, stretch their dollars. They could spend less by making the best use of the assets that they have. And you can um, actually use your payables and your receivables. That's where we start off. And you can make better use of those. You can get better credit by treating people right, by working with them. And you can get more sales by going into the community and working with them. So it's always a win-win situation, whatever we're doing. We like to take a smaller slice of a larger pie when you're talking about those pies out there. Instead of being greedy and trying to take it all for ourselves. Besides, when you do that, you're left all by yourself anyway. So why not share that pie with others and everybody wins? So we show people how they can... uh, not have to borrow money, but work more closely with their suppliers to get a, law, a larger line of credit. And also with their buyers, we found that by selling a large amount at one time and giving them a discount for it, which enabled us to pay our bills on time because we get paid right away, they ended up with a large amount of product in their warehouse. The warehouse man says, well, I can't store it all. You've got to get it out. So they got it out into the stores. There was so much of it in the stores it had to be stacked. Well, because it's stacked, you put it on ad. It's on ad so more people buy it. So then we get the reorder faster. Right. <laughs> You guys have been doing There's the, lots of things there's you can lots do of things. that don't cost you a lot of money. You just have to be clever about it. Right. Another thing that we like to do uh, with our clients is to find out, you know, what their goals are. You know, like, why are you in business in the first place? And uh, if 10 years from now or 20 years from now you think, well, one day I am going to sell it or, you know, one day I'll give it to my employees or whatever – that means that today, right now, you have to start organizing your files in a certain way so that they look exactly like your potential buyer's due diligence. So in other words, what would a buyer look for in your business? How would they want to see things? You know, And if you were going to buy a business yourself, 
you would say, like, for instance, you might say, well, I'm buying your business. It comes with this logo. Do you have a legal sign-off from the person that did this logo? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I didn't. You know, that was Mary Sue. She charged $25 an hour, <laughs> you know, back in 2015. Um, you know, I'll go back to her, you know, now that I'm you selling the, the pat- business. Do you hold the patent on that particular And, and I'll ask her if she'll sign this legal. She will for hundred grand now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, the thing is, if you see that coming, right, right, then you can take care of these kinds of things as you go along. And that's what we're, that's what we hope to add value. But anyway, I wanted to ask uh, Ed a couple of questions. Okay. Because. No. Yes. No. I, yeah. Okay. Here we go. So, Ed, when you saw the part that Don Brown, you know, was, you know, you just moved into it like you'd been doing it all your life. You know, t- tell us a little bit about that part. I can't remember a thing. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what did I do? So the guy walks into your office yeah. and, and he, he asks you, you know, what should I do? What, kind, what should I do to create a wine package for you? You know, what should it look like? And nobody had ever asked you that before, see. Well, I'm, I'm sure I came forward with a presentation of balls. You did. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you were very ballsy. There's yeah. no question about and, that. Uh, and said so that's what they had to do, too. Yeah, that's I don't right. Know, I don't know what Bonnie is doing in that mixture, but uh, it's a di- nice uh, diversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you that uh, there's one scene where uh, I complain the Houlihan character, who is is Matt, yeah. complains because you he 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 says I'm not going to take it. He says I'm not going to take it. And he says there's no store in America that's going to take it ah. because nobody's ever heard of anything called barefoot. Yeah. And so uh, he says, well, you know, what am I going to do? I bottled it all up for you. You know, now now I'm screwed. What do I do? You know, and you say, well, I, I guess you got to sell this to every mama, papa, and every corner store and every yeah. independent because the big boys aren't going to touch this. Yeah. And yeah. so then I say, well, that's going to take years. Yeah. And you say, yeah, you, you better get started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a very, very fun scene to, to put together. No, um, and, and Ed, Ed Asner is perfect for that role, actually. Oh. Yeah, a little grumpy, a little gruff. Oh, but I've got a heart of gold. I know you do, love. Yeah. We let's let's listen to it. So it's a short clip, but we can play. That's I mean, I believe that's the that's one the that one. we were yeah, talking buyer about. Number two. Yeah. Okay. So let's listen to that right now. This is a this is a clip from the Barefoot Spirit. This is the audio version. So let's listen now to that clip. Yeah. Who do I have? What do you want? Michael put a bottle of Barefoot Cabernet and one of the Sauvignon Blanc on Brown's desk. We bottled the wine and want you to see it. Brown picked up the bottle of red and looked it up and down. Then he did the same with the white. This is what you asked for. There aren't any leaps or hills or rivers. It's a label she can read from four feet away. The logo is the same as the name. It's in plain English and easy to pronounce. It's a name she'll remember and a logo she won't forget. Michael was proud of what they'd done in the way of a student with a good report card. Barefoot was unique, interesting, and fit everything that Brown and the others said would sell. The wine, he knew, was terrific. The label was friendly and fun. What's not to love, he thought. Brown kept looking at the bottles. He didn't say anything. The silence was uncomfortable, but Michael sat quietly. Brown looked at the bottles again, but said nothing. Michael figured it was just Don Brown being Don Brown. Make everyone sweat. So, Don, 
How many truckloads do you want? Brown put the bottle down at his desk and looked at Michael like he was from Mars. Michael couldn't have gotten a worse look from Brown if he had clocked. Are you crazy? I can't buy this. Nobody knows this brand. Nobody's ever seen or heard of Barefoot. It's everything you asked for. Yeah? So what? That doesn't matter. No one's gonna buy something they never heard of. You gotta advertise it. If you're willing to spend $1 million on TV ads, I'll buy it from you. We don't have that kind of advertising budget. In truth, they had no advertising budget. There wasn't $100 for ads. Then you gotta go make a name for yourself. You gotta go sell it to every mom and pop store in every corner till everyone knows what Barefoot is. Michael felt like he just got hit by a brick. That'll take years. Well, Hulan, you better get started. I love that. Well, you better get started. I want to, I got to learn how to do you, Ed. I need to do, learn how to do your voice. Uh, Why? Well, because it's fun. It's fun to be Ed Asner. Well, that would look good on you. <laughs> I, I like your beard. Yeah. Yeah. And your, and your cap and your glasses. I'm leaving I'm here. you. I'm just like you, but just a little younger. Okay. Yeah, a little younger. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm going to the barber shop when I leave here. Oh. I'm going to get my beard shaped. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Get my nose hair trimmed. <laughs> what about your ear hair? Ear hair, too. Gotcha. We, I, we've been having such a lovely time here with the folks from the Barefoot Spirit. Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey are here along with Ed Asner and... And Matt Wineglass, that's right, Wineglass, how can I forget that name? Matt Wineglass as well. I mean, we're doing something new uh, by bringing theater to business. I mean, just imagine a musical score in a business book. Well, and we support, you know, philanthropic businesses and, and, and companies and organizations that are giving back and doing something good for the world. That's the way that we can make this we can make this world a little bit of a better place because um, it is, it's providing, and you think about all of the jobs that you provided through your company, through your business, Barefoot Wines, all of the, the lives that you enhanced through that. But then also when you partnered with um, the Surfrider Foundation, you know, or you partner with different organizations that are really doing something good in the world and getting that message out, it's just amplifying. It's the ripple effect. I'm only a conduit. I'm only someone who just basically is 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 able to get the word out on wonderful people such as yourself be it if it's health or with uh, you know with a, a you know starting a, writing a new book or starting a new business this explosion in entrepreneurship that i see right now in the last i'd say in the last 3 to 5 years has been phenomenal and more importantly women women who have started their own business and not at, you know, not in the 20s and 30s, but we're talking 40s, 50s, 60s. I knew I know of, of one woman who was who's 70 years old and she's just now starting her own business because she's ready. I want to talk to her. She wants to talk to her. <laughs> so um, Bonnie Harvey wants to talk to you. Michael Houlihan wants to talk to you. Here's what we have. I don't Ed, want to talk to her. Ed Hesner doesn't want to talk to anybody. I have to put a plug in for this audiobook because we just got word this week that we are nominated for Best Business and Personal uh, uh, development audiobook at the 2020 Audis that are going on in New York Ooh. City uh, March 2nd. And we are a top five finalists that was just announced this week. That's our audiobook, the Barefoot Spirit audiobook. Congratulations to you. Woo! Yay! 
<laughs> we are so stoked. Who'd you bribe? <laughs> Who'd you bribe? Bonnie Harvey, Michael Houlihan, I want to thank you so much for joining me today and for your wonderful, your very generous spirit. We want your listeners to succeed faster, and we can help them do that. We spent so much time, sleepless nights, money, stress. We learned lessons, and we can help you go through less of that pain and succeed faster. So, Thanks. I love you, Ed. All right, everyone. I want to thank you so much for listening in. You never know what's going to happen. It's live. Um, I want to thank uh, want to thank Matt Wineglass as well. Thank you so very thank much you, for the wonderful you. work that you've done. I want to thank you, wonderful listeners and viewers. Um, as always, uh, again, I'm just happy that you're with us on this journey. Until next time, as I always tell you, remember to think outside of that damn box. Bye for now. All right, let me put this. Down.